and welcome to Overcast with Stormrose. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded everything or anything, and today we are interviewing Switch Jake, who comes from America. He is very involved in the BDSM community and has been involved since 2001 as an educator, teaching a variety of topics um, such as forced orgasms, um, electrical play, poly relationships. He does uh, relationship advice. Um, and um, he's currently one of the directors of um, a, um, a convention where they specialize in leather. Um, he's also in charge of the upkeep of that website. And he's got his own BDSM podcast like I do. Um, it's called um, the kink in the chain, kink in the chain, eh? yeah. Um, where he also would go under the name of Rope Squirrel, where he gives relationship advice. That sounds amazing. Um, and then he can interview people regarding the importance of kink and BDSM in the community and various related topics. Welcome, Switch Jake. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Stormrose. It's a pleasure to be here. So our topic today um, with you as an educator, and you've been doing this for a while, is imagining the future of dungeons. Um, is there anything you can tell us before you start? You brought us a pretty presentation, which we can't wait to look at and discuss. <laughs> yes. Um, well, first and foremost, I, I am not, uh, I, obviously I can't see the future. But um, if I could, I first and first and foremost, I am not Doc Brown, and I do not have his time machine. So obviously, we're here to have a little fun. We're here to think about what could be, what what possibilities exist in the future, and of course, we're here to infer what might happen based on current trends in in technology and society in a variety of different ways. Um, this is more of a what if class and or lecture that I usually give. So a lot of this is a lot, there's a lot of interactivity in the class, but um, if, if you have any comments or anything of that nature, if there's something that you thought of that I didn't think of, or you're in a field that I'm not in, obviously feel free to reach out to me or I'm more than happy to, uh, to talk to you at length about techie stuff because I am a geek after all. <laughs> Can I just, sorry, I just want to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Um, we do, I just want everyone who's watching or listening to this to know that we do plan on doing a series on the future of BDSM and Dungeons. And you're also welcome to contact me if you have any questions that we can discuss in future episodes. And I'm sure that Switch Dyke will be happy to talk about it. I will talk your ear off if you'll let me. So <laughs> That's what he <we> wants. <laughs> exactly. So um, first and foremost, technology is pretty much always evolving, as we know. I mean, if, heck, even just consider cell phones 10, you know, 10, 20 years ago, the, the brick that people used to have. And nowadays we've got we've got stuff that is small enough to fit in your pocket that is uh, more powerful mm -hmm. than the computers they used to land uh, spacecraft on the moon, which is scary, actually, mm -hmm. just a little bit. Um, I, I'll, 
and technology has always been well actually adult content has actually been a major driver in mo in a lot of technology i mean we wouldn't have dvds if it wasn't for the adult film industry for example or vhs or a whole variety of different topics additionally the internet is obviously getting faster and faster in a lot of areas um I mean, I can still go to some rural areas and okay, maybe I only still have dial-up, but uh, <laughs> the bulk of places seem to be getting it. Uh, with 5G rollout across the entire, well, at least in the US and most of the world, um, it's definitely improving our, our access to, to the internet. And we're pretty much spoiled. I mean, I, I vaguely recall, I, so I, I used to live in South America, just full disclosure. Um, and the only way I could get any kind of high-speed internet was with a computer with five dial-up modems that would dial simultaneously on five different phone lines. Yeah, so we're we're very much spoiled these days by by even what we're doing right right this very second yeah. for this interview. Just, well, I mean, I mean, these days you can go to the shop and there's Wi-Fi um, in a shopping mall or wherever you go. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just so easily accessible. On the other hand, there's no mystery anymore for me because like if I have a question, I just pull out my phone and go, you know, who was this actor in this movie or exactly. or or what is the capital of Zimbabwe and it just goes poof, there it is. There's no uh we, we, you you ask the question 10 seconds later you have the answer. <laughs> it's just like Absolutely. Okay. I mean, and it it's also teaching us there's this thing about instant gratification. Um, you know, and it's, I think it's teaching us to become more impatient. Yeah. yeah. I know it's, I know that's what's happening to me. And I think my, I think my ADD is, you know, increasing. The faster the internet gets, the, the more impatient I get. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, we, we have a lot of access to a lot of different things. It's, it's very interesting. Um, something else that I personally, well, I, I don't, I used to be a World of Warcraft player, a recovering, mm -hmm. as I, as I like to say, um, <laughs> because I, I just can't do it anymore. But um, with the, with, with that amount of technology, with that amount of access, we have a tremendous amount of access to larger communities. I mean, you take just Fat Life, for example, mm -hmm. you know, just the huge gathering of people. I mean, it, Fat, Fat Life is pretty much, at least for for me and for most of the people I know, it's pretty much the place that you want to be on. There are other platforms, but if you're not on FetLife, it's kind of like Facebook. It's like if you're, if you're, absolutely, you can go on all these other platforms, but Facebook is the one. FetLife is the big one. Um, so we have all these different the, the the this ability to bring a lot of people together. In in fact, something I just saw last week was this really interesting platform, which if you've ever played the original Pokemon, like on the Game Boy, I don't know if you ever have. I can't say that I have, no. I, I avoid those things. <laughs> okay. Well, it was a meeting and collaboration platform that had the art style of the original Pokemon, so very much uh, pixel art. But what was really interesting is when you joined this convention, you moved around the convention floor with your little avatar, which you created. Um. You could enter... You could enter a classroom and it would then it would go that you'd see the video from the presenter in that classroom. And of course, if you left the classroom, it left. If you walked up to somebody in the in the world and, and touched them, you would start a one on one video chat oh, wow. where you could talk to that person. They had a big round table where you could go and sit around and then it would put everybody. So it was like a munch. 
Uh-huh. And then the most interesting part to me was you went into the dungeon and you could they had desks because the, the the software did didn't have you know Saint Andrew's crosses and things like that. But yeah. um, you st- you set foot on the desk and then it then one person can set up a webcam and display their dungeon live. So the idea is you could kind of walk through the dungeon and see mm-hmm. what people were doing. Yeah. Um, just that alone, the fact that I could in in especially in these pandemic times, it's uh, very useful to just to be able to do something like that to connect with people. I think I think it is very um, innovative, but I also think that you know something like that appeals to a specific kind of audience. Um, I I struggle with um, virtual avatars. I guess perhaps it's my lack of imagination with those type of things when it comes to technology. But you know, I want to smell you sweat when I hit you, for instance. Um, sure. It's just. But I know a lot of people can actually transition to that phase of doing the online thing. And that's, I don't know if it's the like a different generation of people or if it's just you're either into it or you're not. Do you know what I mean? It's like a. Yeah. It, and, and I admit, I don't foresee that platform surviving after the pandemic is over. It just, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely a product of the current times that we live in. And, yeah. and I would. Granted, you know, this year alone, well, and last year, I taught, I've taught at more venues and, and talked to more people than I ever did during a non-pandemic year, mostly just because I didn't have to travel and we could set things up. But um, I definitely want to go back to those old times and yeah. and standing in front of a room. Uh, full disclosure, I'm an introvert and uh, standing in front of a room of people <laughs> and talking is not something that I very much enjoy doing. Well, I know I do enjoy doing it, but... Um, whenever I do that, I have to switch to switch Jake where switch Jake is an extrovert. I, I basically put on a character and persona. And as soon as I'm done, yeah. I go back to the room and go, Oh God, no, no, what did absolutely. I, do? I, I agree with you 100%. Don't they call people like you intro extrovert, something like that. I've, mm-hmm. I've read a term like that, you know, where you've got the, you've got the, um, um, you look like an extrovert but you react like an introvert. Um, yeah, so it's definitely a product of its time and I can't see it continuing, but I've very much enjoyed doing that fact uh, that I can go to all these different groups and, and chat them up. And it, at least for me personally, it, it's actually started a few conversations of, well, when this is over, you need to come out here and, and teach mm-hmm. here. And um, I, like I've been I've been adopted by a, in, in the United States, uh, I've been adopted by a different state. Then they, they, they like, we want, we're going to fly you out here as soon as you can. And um, that's awesome. I've really, mu- I've very much enjoyed getting to know all these people. I, I attend a munch, uh, two munches a week, and we have people from the UK. We have people from India who show up. So it, it's nice to get all these different perspectives where at least here, um, it, it, it's just my local community and, mm-hmm. and something that I, somewhat dislike well i don't get me wrong i like it too but when i walk in to a, a munch everybody knows who i am and i'm embarrassed mm-hmm. to say i don't know everybody <laughs> like, like that's me too well if yeah. you host I, I'm, I host a lot of munches so like no. you know people know who i am but i often you get new people coming and 
and and I I I also forget names because people are very creative with their pet names these days. <laughs> yeah, you have to be. <laughs> I mean, now nowadays you have to add so many numbers to the end of a of a good nickname. Oh my word! I know. Although, if if you didn't know this, uh, if there's a name you want, uh, go look at that person's profile and see if they're um, how long it's been since they've been on. And if it's been over a year, you can message the caretakers, and they if the person doesn't answer, they'll give you the name. Yeah, yeah. I heard like I have a friend. I have a friend in Auckland who who actually did that. He changed his original name to something else, and when he wanted to change back, someone already took it because it was so unique. Um, mm. And then that person was inactive for over a year and he was able to get it back. So he was very happy. And I don't think he'll change it anytime soon again. When I switched, I, I switched my name about four years ago uh, just because it was getting confusing. And uh, I, I just created another account and held that old name. Just like, all right, no, nobody's going to take my old name if in case, <laughs> uh, case I ever wanted to come back to it. You're I, like one of those people who register the cool domain names waiting for someone to buy it. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the future yeah. of things. Of course. I think I agree with you. I don't think, I, I think this is going to be a very short lived idea. And the reason why I think that is um, I think people are going to want to try and overcompensate when the pandemic is over. You know, um, there's a big lack of physical interaction happening now. And you know, one of two things are going to happen here. Yeah? As we've already explained, we don't know what the future holds. And this is like a what-if type of scenario. But I feel one of two things are going to happen. Either people are going to remain too scared to go out or people are just going to go crazy and go out and have fun. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some subby frenzy when this is all over, for sure. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for some of the newbies that I'm meeting constantly. Like, yeah, you know, I just got into it in December of 2019. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. You've had to, you have, you've been, you've been 18 or 21 or whatever age you are for this yeah. amount of time, and you just can't experience it because nobody wants to play with somebody who's not vaccinated or or whatever at this point. That's a very good point, actually. I mean, um, do you think? That there's going to be an overflow of subs wanting to experience um, plays and they might act impulsive? Yeah, there's going to definitely be um, a few problems. Here locally, we have, um, we have a, a, a woman who is, has been throwing underground parties, basically, um, and the issue there, of course, is that this was happening even before vaccines were available. This is, yeah. and this is not a, for lack of a better word, no masks, no social distancing, no nothing, um, which, you know, I, I can completely understand, uh, you know, it, it's, it's your, your body, you take the risk, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I was seeing the, the, the people, the newbies who were like, you know, this is the only thing I've got available and they're rushing in, they're doing 10 different types of play in one night. Um, it and there's no vet, there's not necessarily vetting i mean you hope there is but yeah it does it seems a bit dangerous huh? yeah and it's it just because they didn't have any other options and they wanted to to have a good time and in, here in the united states we've got two leather conventions coming up next month that are in person one requires masks the other one does not um and that's getting a lot of backlash in the community like 
why are, why are you guys doing this? This is dangerous. What do you mean one requires masks and the other one does not? Isn't it the law by you? Let's just tell everyone where you live so they can understand. You're in Denver in America, right? Correct. So isn't, um, it, isn't it like illegal to not go out without a mask on? Um, I, I could use the, the, the slightly redneck term, my freedom, but um, <laughs> they... Uh, no, so one one of the states that is doing it, so neither of them are in my state where I live, but uh, the laws vary from state to state. There's no national law, unfortunately. Mm, um, okay. So so one particular state has basically said you can you can require your any event, not just kink events. Any event can require people to wear masks or not. It's completely up to you. Um, their social distancing is not necessarily required. Um, the other state did require masks and social distancing, so you know at least they're doing that. But a lot of people are still saying even that's too dangerous because you're you know we're we're gathering. There's supposed yeah. to be like a thousand people in attendance in a hotel, so you know it's we're back to where we were. Yeah. Um, well, you know it is it is at their own risk. First of all, if it's not illegal. Um, but I mean we can't we can't make moral decisions based on the law. I think. Um, but I mean, like with us in, in, like I live in Cape Town in South Africa and, you know, obviously the restaurants are open so you can go and have dinner with friends and not wear a mask. And I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's how people get COVID. It happens. I got it that way. Um, so it's such a difficult decision. Do you know what I mean? It's, do you just stay at home? and locked up and you know suicide rates are increasing um gender-based violence um, numbers are increasing in south africa it's um it just the world feels unaligned and i think it's difficult for people to cope with it at the moment yeah it, the, the, there's definitely going to be some overcompensating when this is done yeah um hopefully i mean i hopefully people will you know the vaccines will start rolling out and that kind of thing and you'll it'll life will get back to normal mm. but i don't know we'll see You're waiting patiently <laughs> for our vaccines to roll out in south africa <laughs> and we and these yeah and i don't think everyone wants it either so there's that but let's continue talking about <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> the future of things yeah so for example, this graphic here is from a uh, piece of software called Second Life. If you've never heard of it, um, it's a it it's an MMO that basically you can build anything you want. So if you've never, this has also been a somewhat of a godsend during the uh, pandemic. Again, no substitute for the real thing. But um, originally, it was designed as a you basically you, you rent land in the game and then you can build whatever you want. Literally you have shapes, you can build, you can script. So people have made the things you would expect. You have museums, you have gardens, you've got that kind of thing. But because they don't care what you do, you people built dungeons, people built um, things of that nature. And you, uh, for example, my character that I have in there, I've installed a whole ton of scripts which were made by people in the game. Um, so like one of, one of my kinks is, is chastity. So my character has a chastity belt on and it is locked to somebody and I cannot remove it. If, mm, okay, that's um, cool. Um, granted, you know, not substitute for the real thing, but 
the fact that you can go to a dungeon and see virtual avatars hitting each other and whatnot and leaving marks and uh, the idea is is that if your imagination can can think of it it can be done in the game if you know how to script it yeah so it's uh it's a very it, it was um second life was kind of my first one of my first dungeon experiences sadly even before pandemic because it was something that i could see in the comfort of my own home and go attend and uh, you know voice chat with people and and i didn't have to use my real name because i was still kind of worried about that at the time so it was a good it's no substitute for the real thing but it can get your erotic imagination firing Whoa. and it's all about in, imagination man. yeah case in point this is just an example of some of the uh equipment you could find in the game so you know very simple very easy um very standard and and nudity is completely allowed in the game so you know hey whatever <laughs> it works yeah um but no substitute for the real thing <laughs> no it's not but i think i think um i think playing around with something like this if you also you know if you have a partner or you you have a sub or whatever i think that's a good way to get to get yourself excited do you know what i mean like you know, we like to role play when we can't see each other. You know, I want to do this to you and I want to do that to you. But, you know, with a game like this, you can actually say, let me show you what I'd like to do to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Um, some For some people, going to a dungeon that very first time can be a very intimidating experience. So this yeah. can be a good little primer to, to get used to the idea of... Uh, I always joke that my Saturday nights are very different than most, at least, well, before the pandemic, of course. It's like, you know, most, some people go out to bars and go dancing. And it's like, and I'm sitting in a place watching naked people get hit. <laughs> you know? And to oh, me, well, that's normal. That just sounds like my general Wednesday. I'm telling yeah. you, like, I'd much rather do that than go out in a bender, you know? Yeah, it's, I, I I never learned to drink in, in college or anything like that. So I, I, I just never drank so i'm always the designated driver so for me it's babysitting a bunch of drunk people whenever we go out to the club that's what i do yeah. <laughs> but i don't mind the, the only difference when you go to a dungeon is you are you get high on dopamine <laughs> except and not alcohol or drugs <laughs> yeah um yeah you, it's you, you get high yeah you get high on a very different and legal yeah. drug for that matter i guess alcohol is legal too but self-made yeah you can, you can bottle that shit and set it on etsy hmm. <laughs> dungeon dungeon in a needle just like oh <laughs> subspace you know <laughs> instant <laughs> that'd be interesting yeah. um anyway but it's no yeah it, it's a good way to to get a nice intro to the dungeon um similarly uh if you've if you've never used any uh virtual reality stuff that a lot of that is also being pushed by the adults industry as well mm -hmm. um not to say that i don't appreciate vr um I, I another thing that i do around here is i i do vr demos um at uh big gaming conventions i have more vr headsets in this house than i have eyes to to look through them I think I've got seven headsets now. If I ever, if I ever needed to, we could have a big VR party. But um, I've purchased pretty much everything. And one of the interesting things that could, that is, you know, in in the realm of possibility, is something called teledildonics, which is the ability to um, transmit motion from from one point to another. Okay. So 
So you add something like, this is the Venus for men, this is a milking machine. This is not currently connected to VR, just full disclosure, but the idea is, is that it's a, if you've ever seen a cow milker or a stroker, that's exactly what it is. Um, I actually use that in my uh, forced orgasm class. It's a lot of fun because it does not care how soft you are. It will just keep going. <laughs> um, so I've got with a warning. <laughs> yeah, I'll have some guys who, when I'm doing the class, are like, you know, oh, I can only come once. And it's like that's fine by me. It's just going to keep going. So yeah. you know, whatever. You know, you're and you're gonna you're gonna suffer every minute of it. Okay, fine. Um, that's so cool, actually. Like, I don't think we have places in South Africa that sells those things, but. I'm definitely going to look out for it. But you take something like this, you add a pair of haptic feedback gloves, which are getting cheaper and cheaper. And haptic feedback is where it's got small air pockets in the glove. Yeah. And so, so as you grab something, you feel resistance. So if you're, say you're grabbing a ball, you'll feel like there's a ball in your hand. You can't close your hand anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just imagine taking those two pieces and getting a hot piece of, of uh, man meat like that. Um, and Therefore, we've got, you know, you can in essence have virtual sex with a partner, either either a random partner or a partner you know, anywhere in the world um, by just plugging in. And again, not really a substitute for the real thing, but certainly not a bad solution overall. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can, well, your imagination can go wild with this thing. And I mean, I'm just thinking this is ideal for not only, you know, um, I want to say kinksters. But you often have couples where the men, you know, work away. They've got jobs in Dubai or whatever. They only come home one or two weeks in a year. Um, and, you know, these, these type of toys, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming now there's a type of remote connection wherever the person is, um, you know, via your phone or whatever, you know. But these things, these things are amazing. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the smaller version of these remote toys in action and i think it's it's revolutionary it's amazing yeah um i mean we we've got remote a uh for for the the female bodied we have remote eggs and mm. and dildos um uh we've got uh a, a company that i i'm i'm i very much enjoy uh, fancy steel just released a uh a remote controlled uh, chastity belt that can be controlled over the internet if you need to um, and in the realm of chastity play, although I guess the, my thing is going to, I've got, what I have here in my hand is a remote locking, uh, key, it's a lock box that can be controlled over the internet. So if you're doing remote chastity play, you can easily just put a key in here, lock, and then the, your key holder locks it, and then it's, it's locked. You're not going anywhere. Oh, that's so cool. So there's, there's a lot of different toys that have been developed for, for partners, especially military families, for example, where you've got one partner who's far, far away and mm -hmm. can't come home or people who work, you know, work long hours or whatever. There's a lot of fun things you can do with it. Um, you know, case in point, uh, it, the, the image, which for those of you listening can't see it, is a remote spanking machine. Just, you know, the, the, the uh, hypothetically oh my speaking, God, I, love <laughs> I have to I, say though, I have to say, you know, this, this seems like something that will be very much enjoyable for the bottom, but for me, who's a sadist and a top, I don't think that's, you know, <laughs> I want to hit you <laughs> and I want to hit you harder. <laughs> 
Well, just imagine that in the VR, as you take a swing, you know, it, it translates that to the impact on the person. Now, yeah, I mean, you're not going to feel the impact yeah. at the top. Yeah. So there are certain limitations, but right. if you can draw some right. enjoyment from the webcam watching them, you know, like that you hit them and they go, oh, you know, then, you know, maybe it'll work. It's like, it's like playing tennis on a Wii. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, the only thing I could think of is you could flog a wall. The ball. <laughs> yeah, but imagine like you just you could just hit a wall, but you know, with the with the flogger, yes. feel the impact, and then you see it translated on the screen mm. to a person. Yeah, 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 I guess yeah, I guess that could work. You know, if you yeah. if you if you're incapable of actually being together, you know, this is the best you can do. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Um, definitely, though, plan those in-person meetups every so often, to, but for a quick fix or, or whatever. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, augmented reality is another thing that uh, I very much have been following. So if anybody has seen the Microsoft HoloLens, for example, while not a, a commercial product yet, the basic idea of augmented reality is to take what, you're see, what you see and then overlay something on top of it. So virtual reality, you go into another world. Augmented reality changes the world around you. So the idea here is not necessarily, I mean, it, it, it's designed for more you know, medical applications and things of that nature. But just imagine you both put on a set of glasses and suddenly your living room turns into a full-fledged dungeon. You know, like you, you've always wanted to have stone texture on the walls. Well, now you do. Um, you want those torches burning. You want other people playing in the dungeon around you. Sure, it could be done. And you just have a St. Andrew's cross set up in your in your living room, as one does, um, you know, a <laughs> conversation piece. Um, but you set that up, and then you see other people around you playing. You hear them. They're not physically there, but you can easily just do it. Um, or my personal favorite would be if you've ever seen the Terminator movies, having like Terminator vision as you're hunting the sub in a forest or something, you know, it's just like, you know, target acquired. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is this like with this augmented reality, just say for instance, you're putting on this headset and your house uh, converts into a dungeon and the other people that you see, are these people who are in their homes wearing their own, um, visors or whatever you could glasses whatever you call it you know Correct. to interact with these people in this virtual oh, yeah. world yeah you you would hear the screams of the of the other people around you i love uh, hearing the screams of people now granted they might be you know so obviously there's limitations like physical space you can't you know we we can't fit 300 people in a tiny living room so they would probably be beyond the wall but you'd see them let, let's just say it turns your wall into like a curtain so that shows you where your edge is but you can still see through the curtain like it's a oh, yeah. semi-transparent yeah. Um, and yeah you could walk up and talk to those people you could change positions in the dungeon by just moving you're not physically moving but you move where your avatar is in this virtual space mm. um, these are just things that would be coming down the pipeline um, for and I know that the people online can't or who are listening can't see it, but um, on I am showing a very quick video of what could be done hypothetically in your own living wow. room, um, and this is what that person is seeing in in his world. He's he's holding a small like a laser pistol and he's shooting at the wall and things are coming out out of the wall. Mm -hmm. um, so the the simple idea of of what could be done in your own living room is just 
amazing. So for those times you just can't get out to the dungeon mm-hmm. or, or what I've even seen hypothetically, um, at least with some of the older crew here, I don't know how it is where you are, but some of our older crew doesn't want to go out to the dungeon anymore, even pre-pandemic. It's like we've mm-hmm. been, we've, we've been doing it for years. We have a good time at home. So the idea that they could use their own home, have a good time and still have that experience without leaving would be you know, very interesting. Sometimes you just don't want to leave your home, but you've got FOMO. You know, you want yeah. to still you want to still know what's going on at the dungeon. You want to see your friends, um, but you don't want to take your pajama pants off, or you don't feel like putting pants on at all, or you've got a broken leg, or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know. Um, but do you know what I'm wondering now? Um, let's assume you're in this in this lounge dungeon of yours. You know with your glasses on and you're seeing people around you and you're hearing screams and you're hearing whatever whatever but what do you think will be the implications regarding the rules of consent because i'm just thinking let's say for instance you're at a real dungeon you know it's frowned upon walking to someone and you know grabbing someone by their side and pulling them closer to have a discussion with them or unless you know the person of course but you know there's there's certain there's certain do's and don'ts at a dungeon you know um don't touch my toys unless you've asked or don't interrupt a scene or um do you know where i'm going with this you know you and you and you had and you have your safe words and you have your hard limits and things like that now, obviously, when, you, when you're playing in an augmented reality, how serious do you think people will actually consider consent? And how serious would it be for, from both sides, for a top or a bottom or an outsider? Do you know what I mean? Well, I could take an example, a real-world example. The, a, a piece of software that I play in a lot is called um, uh, Facebook Horizon. It's a social network, but what it has on your controller, one of the buttons is called a panic button. And so in the event of a consent violation, or in this case, like somebody's just getting up in your face. So, I mean, there's no BDSM in this, it's Facebook for whatever. But um, if somebody's getting up in your face, if somebody's using words you don't like or whatever, you press a button and you instantly get transported into what is in essence, what's not a void, but think of it, all the people disappear. And um, then you can, you, it freezes the action. You can tap on the person that did it. You can type your report of what happened. Um, you, and of course, it, just like in any social network, if you ban somebody, they can't interact with you. So if somebody's being annoying, you can just go ban, kick, whatever, hide. You never see them again. You can't hear them. So there are certain advantages that where you can't necessarily do that in a dungeon. I mean, you can go talk to the DMs or talk to the owner or whatever, but here it's an instant thing of like block. I don't want to hear you anymore you know, goodbye. You can't see me. I can't see you anymore. Exactly. So they just but don't if exist. A, if it's a regular consent violator, you don't want that person to interact with anyone else. True. And, and that would be the point at which you go report. And then thankfully, at least in, well, like, I, I'm using Horizon as an example. It's always recording the last 10 minutes of, of what happened in your world. And when you hit submit, boom, it sends it to the moderators and they look at it and go, oh, okay, that's a, that's a bad thing ban that person for life whereas in a normal i'm also wondering you know if you you report someone sorry for interrupting you 
but You're can fine. you report someone, you know, with this, this, with this reality, surely there's some form of, unlike in real life, some form of recording that you can buffer back to, you mm -hmm. know, um, you do get people who falsely accuse other people about things. It's, it happens, it's life, people are people. But I mean, in an augmented reality, surely the moderators can say, you know, if you report something within the first two minutes of it happening, we can go back and we can, you know, there's, it saves a temporary piece of it. I'm just thinking of, you know, privacy, not recording a whole thing. And they can actually see where this incident happened and whether it, there is actually an in incident to report. Exactly. And that is exactly what Horizon does. It, it does, it keeps a buffer the last 10 minutes. Okay. So, All right. Cool. So you can, you can always report it. And, and you're absolutely right. It's nice to have a, a physical recording where an impartial person can look at it and go, well, you know, yes, that's consent violation. No, it's not a consent violation. Mm -hmm. um, just, I mean, it happens that people are just, you, you just don't like someone. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And then this person talks to you and you take it up the wrong way and you become, you blow this whole thing out of proportion. And meanwhile, this person didn't mean to upset you. Yeah, an, an example that, that I use, that I personally experienced is I was playing with someone, we were doing a resistance scene um, and we, we had our safe words, our normal safe words that you would expect. But of course, the whole point of the scene was, you know, I'm going to, to, to try to restrain you. You're going to fight me. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, if I do something too bad, you're going to say safe word. And as I was playing with this person, uh, she was fighting back a lot. And I was like, oh, well, great. I guess she's having a good time. Mm. Um, at one point, she's like, no, stop, stop, stop. And of course, that's not the safe word. That's that yeah, we're, we're going to keep. Well, it's been communicated that there's a safe word and it's not stop. <laughs> but she kept fighting me harder and harder and harder. And eventually uh, she was struggling so much. I was worried she was going to hurt herself. So I, I physically slam her down on the table and like, oh, knock it off. You're going to hurt yourself like this. You're going a little bit too far with this. This is. And I got so angry. I said, like, all right, we're done. I, un I, I unlocked her and, 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 you know, I, I did a brief bit of aftercare and she ran off and then somebody came to me later and said, you know, you know, she's in the, another room crying like, uh, okay. So I go in there. Hey, what, you know, what's wrong? I'm like you didn't stop. Like, I want you to stop. I'm like, uh, what, why didn't you use a safe word? I forgot it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Oh, well, okay. That actually scares me because I mean, you know, that's why I, I'm not saying you did something wrong, but I mean, like I, I often, I like checking in every now and again, you know, like just give me a thumbs up or whatever. And I know it gets difficult with CNC scenes, you know, um, yeah. um, and when you're doing scenes like that with an inexperienced person and you're like a more experienced person, you know, we sometimes forget they don't completely understand it. It's just... Well, any other scene worries it, me about the sub frenzy that you worried about, you know, after this pandemic, you know. Well, any other scene that I would do, um, if somebody said stop, that would be immediately a hey, are you okay? A check in thing. But in yeah. the case of a CNC, it was kind of the point, and this is something they really wanted. So, and and they, I'd played with them in the past. I, it, it seemed fine, but then of course it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I. I felt really bad. It was just like, I, I, you know, I was not intending to hurt you in any way. Uh, just seemed like a, we were having a good time. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well, 
what's a good time for you can actually be harassment for another person. Eh? <laughs> but, well, like, a, like I said, I was getting angry. <laughs> like I said, I was getting angry there toward the end. It's like, oh, well, like you're going to hurt yourself. Stop it. Like, this oh, yeah, is, yeah. like yeah. I really don't want to physically have to hurt you on like it's supposed to be play hurt. It's supposed to yeah. be, you know, but. And that's um, how easy you can, that's how easily you can actually get a bad rep. You know, yeah. and it, it can affect your future scenes. And I mean, I'm sure you had a discussion with her and said, you know, I acted this way because this is what we agreed upon. And, you know, this is how scenes happen. Yeah, we had that. We did have that discussion. And, and in the end, she she for, forgave me for for doing that thing. And I I said okay you know make, next time we're going to make sure that you know your safe word maybe i will put it on a card and hang it around my neck or something you know so you always can see it you know if, if that ever happens again or just or just the robot colors um mm -hmm. okay um, so moving the, on with our discussion reality. One other thing that you could do hypothetically is if you didn't want your partner to be something else or wanted to be, you wanted to either see somebody else or, or have something, something else in the dungeon, a simple, uh, basically you could use uh, deep fake technology. You could use just simple costuming, similar to like what we do on, on zoom where we can add like bunny ears and things like that on your, on your, on your video avatar. And you're um, not dressing you up as a squirrel. I do like dressing up as a squirrel. <laughs> I saw uh, a squirrel. <laughs> I uh, just for fun it, it started as kind of a bit of a joke because I, I always acted very squirrel like in the dungeon because it was always I, I'm a DM so I'm always like twitching my head and they're like squirrel um, but uh, yeah just the the idea of being able to to change what your person is if you want a little variety if you want them to be in a certain type of attire that you don't physically own um, or or just simply be another person for a day and then have that cheating fantasy kind of thing where you're like, yeah. you know, you know, oh, you're Leonardo DiCaprio now or whatever, you know, you can uh, just just for fun, you know. Got some people who would like Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, you know, any, anybody or um so just it I think it's a very interesting idea to be able to to be able while there is something to be said of possibly, you know, if you don't like your part, if you're thinking of someone else, you may not like your partner, but you know, just for a little bit of fun here and there, it's, I don't see any harm in it, you know? Um, well, I mean, if you're, if you're in a partnership with someone, you know, um, you can, you can be someone else and your partner can be someone else as yeah. well, you know? Yeah. Just a little, I, I I think I'm personally the uh, the primer for a lot of people's love lives because I have a lot of play partners that are in relationships and that's fine. I mean we've talked about it. They come to the dungeon, I play with them, and then they go home and do things with their partner because it's like oh I'm now now I'm all warmed up basically. <laughs> um, you know it's fine by me. I get I have my fun and and then they go off and and have their fun. It's the the phrase is you know go go get your kink on then come home and be normal is what yeah. some of these partners may not be into it. I do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, really, I don't mm -hmm. condone cheating at all, but I know of a lot of people that do that. Yeah, it's like their their partner's just not into it in that way. They're not into kink or or BDSM in general, but they don't want to deny their partner what they need. And so it's just like, yeah. I can't do that for you, but go get somebody else to do it and then come back and we'll do the normal stuff. Exactly. Okay, I think we have time for, for, one, for one next slide. Sure. 
and then confusion and a few final thoughts. Sounds awesome. Um, the last thing that I or the, that we'll talk about today as a as a trend anyway, um, force fields, which just so you know that they are actually they do actually exist at this point. Force fields are a thing. Um, but you can't buy for local supermarkets. Yeah, well, you can't. Yeah, you can't just do that. But um, force fields in general actually do exist, and um, unfortunately, right now it was a it was a university experiment, and it only managed to stop matter about twenty percent of the time when they threw an apple through it. But hey, that's you know at least we're it's getting there. Thought it's a good start. Yeah. Um, for for example, force field floggers. Just imagine, you know, just a, what looks like a lightsaber tube that you then flick on, and suddenly you've got this long whip that you can adjust the length by a little dial, and then yeah. you, know, you hit it with it, and then you pull it back in, and and it's all done. Um, or another class that I teach, uh, I teach a class on chastity. But imagine a small device the size of a wallet that you could literally just place on their belly or whatever that would immediately shield that area and they couldn't touch it like they they physically can't touch it and they can't touch the device either because it it's it's blocking them from being able to grab it i think it's um, so cool because you can actually i'm i'm thinking about you know preventing someone from putting something in their mouth um mm -hmm. and and then obviously the chastity like you're saying and 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 having a cage for your slave mm -hmm. and it's funny that you say that because in the particular, I, I know the people listening can't see it, but the particular picture that I picked was from a show called uh, Stargate Atlantis. And uh, the main, sure. oh, you, you know it? Okay. <laughs> I'm not a nerd at all or a geek. Oh. <laughs> Stargate SP1 and Stargate Atlantis, I've watched so many times over and over again. So the particular picture I picked was of uh, a character called Rodney McKay, uh, where he found a force field. Dr. Rodney McKay, correct. <laughs> and uh, uh, when he put it on, he's like, yeah, I'm protected. But then he realized he can't eat or anything like that. So no. it's just like, just like, well, this is going to be a problem. And he, of course, he's he's a very mopey character. So he's like, oh, great. I'm going to die now and no. all this other stuff. Like, I'm going to starve to death. Stick eyeshine. <laughs> But it's just it's hilarious to think of the um, just what you could you could do to deny someone anything. I mean, we, we, you know, cha uh, chastity devices, you know, deny somewhat sexual pleasure, but you could literally deny them all touch if you wanted to, yeah. or uh, they wouldn't be able to eat for a while. Not that, you know, you want to do that forever, but yeah. uh, it, it it's an interesting idea to say the least. I love it. And, 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 and my imagination is going wild here because what I'm thinking about is having a force field hood for someone, which would allow the amount of air that you choose for it to allow, first of all. And second of all, you won't be able to hear the person when they speak unless you decide to activate it. Exactly. So, you, and I mean, simple restraints. I mean, right now, you know, we, we, we do the usual, you know, four point restraint or six point restraint. You know, heck, you could you could restrain them in every possible way and weird angles and and have just have a lot of fun with it. The, the possibilities are limitless and, and the technology is only just starting to come out. So it's just, just imagine what 10, 20 years from now, you know, we'll all have freaking shields and, and force fields and all that jazz. Yeah, well, I would like to actually physically go out and do these things and not sit at home with goggles on. Hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where my mind's going. 
and that's that's basically it for uh the force field tech it's it it's and very interesting and i'm i'm just excited for it i mean just yeah, it, it's it's fun. I think, I think it's an amazing concept. There's so much that you can do. And I mean, um, besides for, for BDSM and dungeons, I think this is amazing technology that you can actually use, um, I want to say, like in your normal life, you know, in society. Um, there's, there's endless possibilities that you can use it for. I mean, just, you know, for instance, something as simple as home security or whatever do you know what i mean there's lots of things that you can do for but sure it's great. i love i love the stuff and i think we're moving into the right direction of imagining the features of bdsm dungeons um and i'm sure i don't know how far you are in your presentation but i mean we've reached the, the, basically the end of this episode and i'm sure there's still lots to talk about oh yeah we're only on slide 13 of 34 so <laughs> <laughs> we got lots more part two incoming <laughs> so i mean like i just want to tell everyone again who's watching this if you guys have um amazing ideas about the future uh, or what could actually improve the future of bdsm and king um you know we often we often sit in dungeons or we go to scenes or we go to munches and we think hmm, it would be better if things were x y and z you know send us a message you're welcome to message me or switch deck and we can discuss those things in future episodes, right? Yeah, we'd love to. Okay. Well, it was great having you on the show. This is the first one of many. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Any final thoughts from your end? No. Uh, well, I mean, keep, keep imagining what can be done. Um, a lot of these things, well, mostly like the community-based technology, a lot of that didn't exist. And... 10, 20 years ago, and all it took was somebody thinking creatively. Exactly. Uh, just think, and and all, and similar to a lot of like uh, toy bag classes, always try to be thinking of what you can do with things that are not necessarily designed to do it. Uh, my my advice to most people is go into a dollar store, and you can find an entire toy bag if you're creative Absolutely. enough. Absolutely, I yeah. I completely agree. I mean, you can just walk through your house and find things. Or walk through your uh, local home supply store, like go down the rope and chain aisle and giggle like a maniac, <laughs> like I do. But you know. Yeah, then people people look at you thinking you're the next Dexter <laughs> or mm -hmm. Walter White. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great having you. Thank you for helping us imagine the future of BDSM and dungeons. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. Um, you're very welcome, Stormrose.